time, and it's our time to wrap up season three. Oh my gosh, have we had an incredible season uh, for you for season three. And with us, of course, is my co-host, Kente. Hey, Kente. Hey, how you doing? Doing great. It's like getting all ready for the holidays, are you? Yes, I am. I'm all ready for the holidays. I'm excited and happy and ready to, you know, just enjoy it. And yeah, chill. And, he, uh, and you just also had a recent milestone as well. Yes, I had my birthday was yesterday, and um, you know I I feel really good. Um, everything still works. Well, most of everything still works. Happy birthday to you! Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And with this also is our uh, an amazing guest. You remember him from our movie time show of dealing with the Hollywood scams and everything, Mr. Rick J. Well, hi, Odette, and uh, happy birthday, Kente. Thank you, thank you. So how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing excellent. Uh, uh, Man of Many Hats just recent, uh, just left uh, an art club meeting, so I'm really happy here during the holidays to be with you folks uh, here uh, this evening. Very cool. And uh, so it's like tonight we are ready to uh, to wrap our season. It's been quite a season, hasn't it? It sure has. A lot of great information, a lot of great guests, and uh, fellowship throughout the uh, the industry <laughs> and your your showtime. Oh, yeah. it's like, uh, We have had some fascinating guests. Kinti, who would you say uh, hits uh, the ranks of ones that it's like stand out in your mind? Oh, my God. You, you know, one thing that I have to give you a lot of credit on is that you do a very good job of of booking guests and we've had the opportunity to talk to so many wonderful people um you know of course uh steve edmondson adam krensman is great um stratford hamilton was awesome steve replin as well um you know uh i i really enjoyed though uh probably one of my favorite ones um was uh alfredo uh gilbert yep um of digital film cloud that was really cool that was a Real cool one, but it's hard to pick like a favorite because so many of you know it's like picking your favorite child. Very true. It's like it, it's one of those like yeah, you really really have to. It's like it's so hard to think about like a, that sort of thing. It's like a, there are just so many choices. It's like everybody has been an incredible guest, and I cannot wait to talk with them again. It's like. Uh, all of them have had just absolute information that has been mind-blowing and things that it's like that we've learned. And also we want to hear from you guys. What do you want to hear also for our next season as well? If you if you have the opportunity to, give us a shout back uh, at our at movie indie uh, at movie time indie and tell us so what is it that you want to hear about for the next season because we've got an incredible lineup of uh, of quite a few more guests coming up too yeah you, you do a great job of uh of uh booking so yeah. we have got uh, we have got some Absolutely yeah, fabulous ones. Everyone from people like Rusty K. Nixon coming up to John Barrymore to uh, so you're going to be hearing from quite a few people, and, and you're gonna, as well as also people from Lionsgate, as well as from uh, Lightning Entertainment and Vision Films. So it's like also get all your studio questions ready as well because you're going to understand the backbone of the studio system. Right, looking forward to it. Yeah, and like I said, you know there uh, there are f- quite a few guests. Rick, is there ones that uh, is there shows that also stand out in your mind about our uh, Hollywood scam show as well? Well, uh, you know, it's, I agree with Kente uh, Odette that it's hard to pick a favorite because every one of the sh- uh, presentations are just really enjoyable and you gain some rich information through each um, format or agenda, should we say. Um, I think uh, I've recently had experience with uh, uh, negative negative, uh, concerning the social media, which I shared a little bit with you. I think maybe it'd be interesting to dwell into some of the um, misgivings of social media and the traps 
that uh, are out there uh, in that sense of the word. So maybe that would be a great show uh, uh, as everyone is getting introduced more and more into the social networking. And we know they are a mess these days into this uh, new century. Uh, but, uh, but I think there are some traps and uh, some trips there that we have to look out for. So uh, please consider that also. Absolutely. It's like we will definitely be also highlighting that as well because a lot of people have not even realized it. It's like how much uh, that we haven't even began to hit at the beginning of contracts and everything that's covering for that as well as the social media, which has become a huge, huge uh, partner in this as well. And yes, uh-huh. a lot of people don't understand about the VOD market as well. That uh, there, uh, there is an entire world out there now of new platforms for us. Right, especially the um, the uh, information given in a trusting manner on the uh, the social media sites that is there for anyone that uh, wants to pirate or uh, tap into it that has the skills to do so. You never know where your information, uh, confidential, what have you. Uh, you think is being encrypted, it might be out there in the hands of uh, the wrong people, even maybe even uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, USA watch, uh, watch out, uh, watch towers, you might say. Absolutely. And uh, so out of our guests also, it's like we have covered also a myriad of topics of everything also talking on even just the tip of distribution uh, there and talking about different things like what exactly a sales agent is and how does it do. Adam Krenzman was talking about that, wasn't he, Kinte? Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, that was a very, very great episode and um, he had a lot of uh, interesting uh, things to say about it. One of the most shocking things that uh, that really is that a lot of people don't realize there really isn't such a thing as back end points. Yeah, and a lot of and a lot of people don't don't even realize that because they're so obsessed with back end points and you know what are we, uh, what am I giving away and what's giving uh, what's happening and where do I give away the farm on it that they didn't even realize that you know what you don't have to worry about sometimes this mm-hmm. exact. Uh, thing yeah Yeah. and we have a little bit of a a clip of that interview with him where he talks a little bit about sales agents and about the AFM and what's going on there as well so and it really does highlight the changes in the industry very true yes Uh alright so we're going to play the clip it's a rather lengthy clip but uh uh, on the other side, we can talk more about it. Yep. Santa Monica goes on for 10 days or so. And it's a market where there are international sales agents from this country and from others that are selling films and buyers come there to buy films. And um, I think it's very, in some years, like this year is a little slower, but last year was a very good year for films. Um, and it's an opportunity for distributors in various countries to buy movies for their for their countries, I think the I think it's important. Um, uh, the hard thing with sales agents is that they know what they can sell, and they require certain kinds of movies. There are a lot of sales agents who could find different people for different kind of films, but I think the role of sales agents is very important now. Specifically, the way, as I described earlier, the way films are financed, because most movies are financed independently, which means you bring in a sales agent to sell off the international rights. And you're using that money to finance your movie. That coupled with some government subsidies of uh, what city or state or country you're shooting in. So I think the roles of sales agents are very pivotal and important right now. Are we also getting into the place of multi-sales agents uh, or agents uh, or it's like because now with co-productions being such a popular uh, uh, thing of different countries for different reasons, like, and then are we going to be starting to get into multiple sales agents as well? Okay, right. You, know, you cut out about half of it. I'm sorry. So to ask one more time right. about the sales agents. I was saying that because of our now co-productions and so many 
many right. countries getting involved with one film. It's like, are we going to start having to get multiple sales agents? Like, different oh, we have to start getting multiple, multiple what? Sales agents. Oh, no, you're not going to get multiple sales agents, but I, I do think it's interesting, and I understand it. But you look at a film now, and how many producerial credits are there on a film? 15, 20, yeah. 30 in some cases. I, I see movies with 30 producer credits. Producer, executive producer, co-producer, social producer, co-associate producer. And why is that? Because there's so many companies and so many people that get involved to get any money finance. And so, and it just shows you how hard it is. It's the, the days one producer or two producers financing a movie uh, on independent movies are long gone. You know, if you're Jerry Bruckheimer or you're Neil Moritz or Mark Gordon, you, know, you might be the only producer. But not even because you'll have a line producer or UPM or, you know, somebody bought you the material. But, you know, when I see 20 or 5 or 30 producer credits, it just all that does is tell me how many people were involved to get a movie made. How many different financiers and sales companies and uh, and, and line producers and real producers? So no, you're not getting more than one sales company because you, you got one script and one director and, and whatever casting. You, you have that package. That package is just what they're selling. But there are a lot of people that go into the mix to try to get one movie made. It, you know, it's that expression. It, it takes a village, and it does. I think that's important for people who are listening to know is that don't think you could do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. No, it takes it takes a village. Take all the help you get. Who cares if somebody else gets credit? It's a credit. Who cares if somebody's going to make an extra little money in the in the budget? You know, and the chances are you're not going to see a back end anyway. But don't worry about the back end. In the rare case that it's really really successful, great, you're sharing the back end a little. So you got your movie made. But 99.9% of the time, you'll never see a back end. So don't worry about what you're giving up on the back end. Oh, wow. And by the way, especially with other distribution outlets, which you asked about, you, you sell something to, to Netflix. Netflix wants worldwide rights. You know, something with Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, there, there's no back end. So if you're not selling it to a studio or roadside attractions or some other uh, distributor, it's going to go to one of those places and there is no back end. So don't worry about giving it away. Get your movie made. Yeah, if people are making movies to make money, TV. you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, that's true. Um, one, one, one more thing, too, I'd like to ask. Um, you know, what do you do just for fun? Just, you know, when you're not making a movie, you know, you just want to chill and hang out. I mean, what, do, you, do you have opportunities to, to kick yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, because you know what happens? As busy as you are, you either create yourself to be really busy, like some people do, or, or you don't have to. You know, with, with emails, which is, you know, when I was working at CA, it, it was so loud. You walk down the hall, you hear people talking and yelling in every office. It was like this energy, this great energy, which is fantastic. Because um, you just you have noise coming out of every office. Now you're at an agency, and it's silent. It's just quiet because everyone's just sending emails. Right? And people are talking on the phone, but, you know, it's just, it's quieter. So I could do business at 11 o'clock at night. You know, you're sending emails and somebody in China, they'll get it when they wake up. So you don't, you can do it so you work around the clock and you're busy 24-7, or you can do it when you want and stuff still gets done. So, um, well, what happens is you submit a script to a director and you wait three weeks for them to respond. And three weeks later, you follow up. They're like, "Oh yeah, I, I, did we send it? That why I never got it. My my email." But well, you know they got it. They just then they're lazy to look at them. See, so so we we found out some really interesting stuff in regards to uh, sales agents and how they work. Yeah, what you know, one thing too though that he was really trying to say was at the end of the day get your movie made and don't sweat a lot of the, a lot of things that maybe other people may sweat, you know? And, uh, you know, it was very interesting because, uh, that's not what you always hear, you know, from people in the industry. Yeah, the, uh, it, 
He uh, did bring up some great points, especially the back end. And, and if you're doing it to make money, that's true. Uh, it's always nice to pay for the film <laughs> and the budget. Uh, but I think the whole basis of any performing art or art uh, in the sense of film or, or entertainment, what have you, uh, most people do it for the enjoyment and sharing with others. And that total commitment uh, fulfill, uh, and fulfilling. So I, I picked up on a lot of uh, major points that he uh, uh, that he uh, pointed out uh, through the even the email nowadays it's emails and uh, to correspond no matter what time of the day. So it uh, has its continuity on the twenty four seven. It very much is uh, that way, and it's like it's kind of. And we also, like I said during that interview, and definitely check out the full interview with us. It's like it, you'll absolutely find some really fascinating uh, stuff. And I mean, even uh, for example, with uh, some of our other ones, like our, for example, even our other uh, our packaging agent Todd, he gave us quite a bit of uh, in, uh, insight also into different kinds of financing. It's like, I don't think that we ever realized that there is just that much difference in terms of the way that film finance is done versus television finance. And it was really interesting to hear the definitions of those categories and what, uh, and, and how he broke it down for us. It's like the, the, a lot of people don't realize that television is a completely different medium in that sense what do you think definitely a different medium uh that's where the professional comes in and think uh goodness that we do have these professionals that can package break down the packaging so you know what direction to go in and uh, get a little bit of guidance from that experience and the wisdom that they have gained so again uh, uh, uh listeners here for the program uh Stay tuned and tune in, and, and you'll find these little tidbits that may answer a few questions just for your general knowledge, but also for the help, being at, uh, the help and assistance in your project. Absolutely, and because people don't realize that TV is a market all on its own, and they're just so used to having... Uh, it's like thinking, oh, everything has to go theatrical. Well, there's a huge market right now for television content as well and for VOD content. So, I mean, it really was fascinating to hear from him what exactly does it take to actually get a project to tele uh, television networks as well. Kinte, what did you pull away from that one? Um, you know what? I think it'd probably be better served if we played a clip. Then, then we can, you know... And break it down a little bit more. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Slightly different. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a technical issue there. Um, yeah. There's something. Uh, I guess we don't have that clip, but. Um, but um, uh, ask the question one more time. Well, it's like, so what are some of the fascinating things that you found about television and finance and how it differed? Um, you know, you know what's so interesting too about um about essentially what he was he was just talking about. It's first of all, it's all the same business for the most part. It's all the same business. It's just that I, I believe that um, that you um, you know it's it's all about how you attack the the actual business of of make putting out content. And one thing that you definitely need is you need someone who can navigate through all of that. And we one thing that I liked about Todd was. He didn't make it seem like some. Sometimes you can have these experts on, and they can make it seem like there's this big mystical, magical thing that's going on here. And he's like, "Look, you know, it's complicated, but it's not complicated. You know what I mean? Yep. And you can actually, you know, um, you can find someone such as him because he's a, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, an, an expert. He produces as well as packages. Packages. 
but he also said that that um you know he, he had a similar mantra which is go out yep. and just you know make it <laughs> you know what i'm saying because uh, which has been mm-hmm. a great encouraging thing all season for a lot of our guests it's like they're saying just do it mm-hmm. yeah so i you know that's one thing that uh i like because you know a lot of times though these people they'll sit there and make it seem like you know this is something that you know just not anyone can do that you you almost have to be a special or anointed <laughs> to... yeah <laughs> the unreachable star right yeah that's where the uh, that's where the professional can uh, make it simple for you the old kiss principle i guess we could say huh Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is very much the Kiss principle, and he made it so accessible for uh, people to understand. Also, that you have to realize you have to have your episodics in order as well, and that he had talked about the fact that it's like you have to give them a where your story arc is going. There, it's exactly. like have not only your pilot uh, uh, that's ready and for their perusal, but also have the arcs for the episodics to be able to understand where you're taking it for at least season one mm-hmm. if not into the greater uh, good which uh, says okay think right now in today's day and age what's uh, some of those shows that it's like you can imagine in year one when they were being pitched what exactly oh, is, yeah. was the concept coming behind those oh Jesus right. a, lot, a lot of times uh, in the TV that the, those concept pardon me those concepts change uh, from the initial direction, they think thought they were willing to go. That that will change, definitely. Yeah, depending on the uh, viewers and listenership, what have you. So that's that's always interesting to to see how something is uh, initially uh, in the planning, and then they sometimes do change directions. Hmm. Absolutely. As well as also, uh, it's like the multiple director concept that he had spoken of. Oh, yes. Uh huh. He had spoken of the fact that it's like in television episodics, it's like with one episode you're having this director, another episode this director. So it, it's a matter of that, you know, even stylistically, the show can, is, has got to keep a theme through its arc, but still at the same time, cope through multiple directors in that fashion. That's why the um, the director of photography is so important on a TV show, because he's the one that keeps the uh, continuity between the different directors. And I don't know if people understand that the director of photography on a television show is like one of the most important, along with obviously the writers and the actors, and the showrunners. Show, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, more or less a director over the directors, huh? and mm-hmm. multiple directors. That's a good concept, I believe. Uh-huh. Definitely. It's like, and it's so readily. Uh-oh. Okay. Also how he broke down ensemble show versus um, reality shows versus other, uh, versus other single uh, focused actor shows and how it is broken into the format as well. So understanding that is uh, how that works in television. And speaking of also working to, uh, together and how that all works, it's like, was that not amazing what uh, Anne-Marie had taught us? Anne-Marie Gillen this season. Anne-Marie, uh, she was so much fun. Uh, you know, one thing I have to say about all the guests that we've had on, I, I can't think of one person who had like a bad attitude or was nothing but you know kind and she was so cool because she's once again she tears around she tears down the veil of you got to be like uh some kind of uh ancient spirit or something to get in the industry <laughs> like she's like remember she's like i'm a dance i was a dancer i came yeah. to you know i came to the uh, industry on you know in that field and next thing you know i'm directing fried fried tomatoes and you know <laughs> so <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. she was cool. She was one of the few uh, female uh, guests we've had on uh, on yep. the show. We need we need more uh, ladies on the show. Uh, oh, Grayson, we're be having a lot of them coming up actually this season. Yeah, <laughs> season four, our winter season, because we have uh, 
and Audrey Delaney coming up there as well as also like quite a, uh, quite a few of the female uh, actors, directors. There's a lot of uh, there's a couple of writers who are coming in as well to talk about writing styles. So we are going to be uh, definitely uh, balancing out our yin to our yangs. <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna start a rumor. You don't like the ladies. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so you well, have... I, I... Mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. I... I want to, uh, well, I want to take time, um, and if I speak for some of the other listeners and viewers, uh, to give credence to Odette and uh, you, Kente, for uh, being selective and uh, in the guests, uh, finding those out there that uh, have really made the show a success and given us so much information. So I've got to take, uh, give you all some credence, you both uh, some credence in that sense, too. So uh, we can have an applause. We'd have it, but uh, please take it from me on behalf of the others. That uh, we want to thank you, Odette and uh, Kente, uh, both for being very selective. Thank you. Because hey. it's like we tr- uh, we try really to have people who it's like uh, have a lot of wonderful information to impart on uh, the people, and these are the people you really want to know and move and shake and like even people like Franco Sama, Mark uh, Jacobson, people uh, like Steve Raplin, you know they're uh, they're all people who it's like they give us one piece of the puzzle each and every time, and we're not even close to our seven hundred and fifty thousand pieces of the puzzle. There you go. And uh, and uh, Rick asks for applause. There you go. <laughs> oh, there's the applause. Thank you, folks. Take a bow. And uh, it's like also with a wonderful guest like you, uh, you as well. Then how all, how else would we be able to get through uh, also the show? And also we have to thank our listeners as well at this point in time too as well because you yes, guys uh, have been amazing. And uh, I know I say that like fifty thousand times, but really you are, and uh, it really is heart touching to know that the information that's coming out there that it's finding its way to your hearts and homes and being able to get you guys and uh, all of us one step closer to that successful career goal and getting those projects out there. Thank you. And uh, I do enjoy it. And uh, I I learned so much also from the program when I tune in. Now we have a clip from the uh, Anne-Marie Gillen uh, episode. Uh, Are you ready? Absolutely, because you are about to find out some really fantastic information. Um, I'll be hired to do read a screenplay, uh, pull film comparables, and then run financial projections about how that particular film, you know, might play out in the marketplace and the potential for its return on investment. And when you pull up comparables, we start with like 30 different movies, okay? And we wheedle it down to like the top 10, 12 or so. And I was working, and this happened more than once, but I was working with a particular group of people, and they had a lot of low-performing um, comparables, but they were perfect for the genre, for the budget range, you know, for the market demographic they were going after, and, and they demanded that we take off all the low numbers and only leave the high numbers so that we would show these breakthrough potential return on investment. And ah. I, said, I gave them their money back and I said, no, I'm not, that's not right. You're giving not only false hope to yourself, but worse, false hope to your potential investors because that's not the facts. And if you're not willing to look at it like a fiduciary, then I don't want to work with you. And I gave them their money back and left. So, mm-hmm. as a consultant, really, I look for people who are going to understand being balanced. And, you know, that that's a big issue for, for most filmmakers. And then as a coach, the thing that really almost everybody needs to overcome, and I was just saying this about myself, is the that gremlin voice. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not connected enough. I'm not young enough. You know, all of these little voices in your head, you know, are, are a very common issue when it comes to coaching that we need to work on and overcome. For sure. It's like a lot of times people get in their brain because also a lot of people uh, in, I won't, uh, it's like 
I won't say it's a majority of people, but there are people who, it's like they don't get the encouragement from the outside, so they don't understand how to encourage themselves from within. Right, right. And and we all have a gremlin. Well, what's your gremlin? My ex-girlfriend. What's the voice in your head that stops you all the time? My ex-girlfriend. What, what's the voice? What's it say to you? <laughs> uh, you need to quit. <laughs> That's usually uh, what, what You need was. to quit? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Odette? It probably the it's like uh, why would it, I be uh, it's like uh, why would I more than likely be the person it's like there's a million uh, films out there why should my film be out there? Why me? Yeah, why me? Why should it be me? Mm-hmm. And then I try and supersede that in my head with well why shouldn't it be? That's right. Very good. That's that's excellent. That's exactly right. Why shouldn't it be me? So you can twist the question around into a positive. If it's kind of that, and it's sort of funny because I use that straight talk saying in my head: if you don't toot your own horn, who toots it for you? Right. That movie with Dolly Parton. Say that again. If you don't what? If you don't toot your own horn, nobody's yeah. going to toot it for you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And but, but that's a very, I mean, everybody has some form of that gremlin. And one is to really, the first step, which you both have done beautifully, is, is you, you're, you recognize what it's saying to you. Right. The second step is you change what it's saying to you, which, Odette, you just ex- gave a perfect example of. Why not me? So you can, the gremlin you know, is something that started probably very, very early on in your, your youth. It somehow came up and, you know, we could do these. And uh, so uh, it's like we were talking about that and we also spoke about being the balanced producer and like what is a balanced uh, person to work with as well. Somebody also on the artistic as well as the creative, uh, on the creative artistic side, as well as also having the business head to understand what is going on in the business it's like i can't say enough that that interview was absolutely it's um uh, it's like out of the season it's like there are they're all fascinating and this one is also one it's like if you really want to know what it is that people are looking for of how to understand the how to work together this would be the one that you'd want to listen to yes 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 very proud. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, very proud of our work. Absolutely. And many a time there has uh, been, it's like, let's face it, we've all wanted to work with someone, and you're like, mm, do I really want to work with this person? You know, it's like something just hasn't felt right. It's felt hinky in some way. Some way, shape, or form. And this, uh, it's like this only proves to it of what does it take to be able to become marketable also in this industry because she was also talking about marketability what uh, what was your favorite giveaway on this one kinte just you know just the you know my i'm gonna tell you what my favorite part of it was was the the work that she was doing in watts california which I have a very special connection to Watts, California. Uh, that's where my father grew up at. And I love the fact that she was working with uh, with those uh, kids and, you know, and she did a lot of work there. I thought that was really cool. So uh, that was my favorite part of the show, which wasn't necessarily about, you know, the industry or stuff like that, but it also showed. But I think part of that in her, from what I gathered from her, was that, that helped kept her her career part it, it kind of was a tie-in like when you do all that that work in the community i think it just makes you a, a better well more well-rounded person so i can see then how she you know what i'm saying how uh how that could be a crossover there most definitely she, she sounds like a very grounded person and it's probably uh, where she uh, found that foundation was working with the youth there and uh, and uh, getting a feeling of uh, 
the needs, not only uh, from them, but uh, to overcome some of her own gremlins. Right. Uh, so a little psychology there uh, comes to mind. <laughs> Most definitely. And how it's important to really pick the person who you're going to work with and yes. understand that it's like, you know what, it's critically important to be able to know the people who uh, it's like what is a balanced person because she's right when she said seven years you're going to be working together so you better love them mm -hmm. true. that is true All right. and we also uh, it's like one of the major things that we had talked about not only this season was things like the Hollywood scams as well and uh, also talking about our financing and financing models which was really uh, also interesting to talk about some of the new forms of finance uh, as well uh, people like Franco Sama gave us that how to approach them with your projects how do you how do you even approach all of these people it's like what is it that they are looking for in the approach and realizing you know what it's not only about having a great script a great script is a wonderful thing and a wonderful story but it's what comes with it that come uh, that really counts yeah because you know i shoot i thought you know if you had a great script that was just about uh, all you needed no, of course I'm kidding, but, uh, but yeah, you need, you know, there's so much more to the, uh, picture, you know, when you talk to a lot of filmmakers, especially, uh, independent filmmakers, they'll talk often about, uh, about just getting the movie made was the first part, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. It's like they talk about, uh, that is the first thing that always comes up is how is the movie made? How did it get? How did it get from script to screen? And that process of how did they approach and the fifty thousand no's that you're going to hear before you get your yes. It's it's one of those topics that it's like. What do you think that uh, Rick also being uh, an actor in uh, there? It's like in in the industry. It's like. You can imagine how difficult it is coming through as an audition process. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. I, I can identify with that. Uh, attending many auditions uh, and finally you, you score um, makes a difference. But I like the philosophy, too. Um, not only as an actor looking for a good, um, uh, a good screenplay uh, that you want to be a part of that project, the, the old saying goes that a screen uh, a screen play is uh, nothing without the movie, and the, the movie is not is nothing without the the screenplay. So uh, to wrap that all up in full circle, it, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, lot of things have to happen, you know, from the the original. Um, Getting the budget, getting it distributed, uh, uh, finding the actors, uh, getting it out of the out of the can. They used to say, so uh, so it's a it's a simple again a simple uh, explanation. Uh, you know, screenwriter is nothing without the movie. The movie is uh, uh, is nothing or the film is nothing without the screenplay. So it kind of wraps it around full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. And understanding it's like, you know, you have to know as a writer, as a as a director, as a producer, you all have to know what's your budget that you're working with, because that's the first thing that anybody is going to ask you. So what's the budget of this film? That you're working with, and if you're like, um, 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 well, the play uh, in the script is about this, and it's also working on the pitch as well. You know, a lot of people have a very hard time with pitching and pitching forward their I, projects. I, I can imagine. I've been there um, in other projects and other fields of work, uh, pitching those uh, projects as you've put together and spent the time on, and it's it, it takes a professional. A picture, you could say, even for that. Yeah, and it, always uh, at the end of the day, it's about also putting together the package. It's helping uh, them to see, okay, this uh, it's great to come at them with a script, but coming at them with a proposal, with a wish list, 
is not uh, good enough any longer. It's also attachments. Show me your LOIs. Show me your guarantors. Letter, your bonding agreements, all of that, because those are the things that are going to carry you into the uh, the next generation. That and, proof of concept. Uh, you can't forget that uh, the proof of concept. Uh, you know, so absolutely. As far as selling the package, I mean, there's so many things nowadays that that are involved in getting that closure on that uh, of that package and getting it to, to the right people. So it's a lot of people do not listen, uh, not do not realize just how much goes in to a project. And uh, our listeners that are looking into this uh, uh, industry, uh, I hope it gives you all some insight with these programs that's uh, uh, that been presented to kind of give you an idea what really has to happen. Uh, from the standpoint of the director, producer, and investor, or what have you. So it's uh, really informative. Definitely. And one of the things that also, it's like we talk about, is protecting our work. And this is, it's like one of our guests, Mr. Steve Kaplan, um, talked about that as well as also Steve Replin uh, spoke with us uh, about that and dealing with piracy because it's like a lot of people, as well as Adam, uh, also spoken on the subject as well because a lot of people don't realize copywriting, piracy, it's like what goes behind it. They figure, you know, just because it's, a parody or they think it's fair use like they don't realize that they may be infringing on somebody's copyright you have to have permissions and licenses for things it's like and understanding the rules for even things like music how many bars can you use or not use um always uh, bottom line is we've got the ask permission ask permission ask permission and so you would, uh, it's like Steve Kaplan spoke about that. He spoke about dealing with foreign uh, companies as well. So it's like, especially dealing with piracy, it's a huge topic that we're going to get a little bit more into also uh, next season as well with uh, another rights company and talking about really the nitty gritties of copyright and, pi uh, and how to protect your work from um, uh, being basically bounced out there. Can't yes, I do recall. Uh, I do yeah. recall uh, tuning into the uh, Mr. Kaplan's presentation, and that um, piracy nowadays, especially uh, overseas, uh, it's um, something that uh, is it's out there, and uh, one has to be cautious uh, nowadays. Uh, even with copyright uh, obtained, it's still uh, someone. Uh, have to kind of more or less keep an eye on things, and hopefully you uh, can resolve issues as they arise in that sense. But uh, it's a very uh, tough uh, area, I, I believe, these days, uh, as far as with uh, media, um, you know, to maintain those copyrights. So that was good. I look forward to Mr. Kaplan's uh, presentations in this next uh, New Year 2016 uh, and others, yes. Absolutely, and here's the clip. To also ask, do you also um, use any encryption software with regards to when you are doing the transfers and deliverances as well? Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, we do post. That's something that we really, you know, leave to our post-production house to put together. And, you know, sometimes they, they put a digital stamp on the film so that, you know, we know where it's going and, and uh and whether or not it's being pirated. So technology will go a long way to help uh, reduce the impact of piracy. And, and I've always felt that the combination of education um, in prosecuting people that are engaging in piracy as well as technology to reduce the impact of, of piracy, is, you know, those three things together will help bring that, that uh, prospect down and, and minimize its impact ultimately on, on uh, filmmakers. Now you've been in a oh, you've been in the business f uh, for quite a while, so I imagine you must uh, meet a lot of uh, young people trying to get into business as well. Um, do they ask for advice, and if if so, what did what do you generally tell them? Well, you know, 
I, I love to mentor young people and, and give them advice to help them, you know, forge the best way possible into the business. Um, you know, it's a really difficult business, no question about it. And, you know, you got to pay your dues one way or another. You know, I paid my dues by being a lawyer and, and a lot of film and entertainment you know, has to do with the law. So, you know, that was my, paying my dues. But, you know, whether you're going to film school or you're, you know, reaching out to, you know, more senior filmmakers so you can, you know, learn as you go, one way or another, you're going to, you know, you have to get your hands dirty if you want to be able to, to uh, play, you know, in this business. It's, you know, it's, a t- it's tough. It's unforgiving in a lot of ways, but it's very fulfilling, you know, that, you know, if you were doing it and, you know, doing something you're passionate about for your livelihood. Okay. Oh, definitely. And also, I want to—it's like it, I wanted to also ask in regards to. So, do you think that we're also moving away from slate franchises to, or are we re-embracing the slate franchise, or is it going back from what you would say franchise to singles with lots of legs, or how would you describe it? It's the trend yeah. is now going uh, in that yeah, sense. Yeah, I would say that for the studios, they really need to focus on a, a um, franchise-type business, a tentpole-type business, because they're spending a lot of money, and they've got a very, very expensive machine to feed. You know, for independent filmmakers, we don't have that same economic pressure that the studio has. That gives us more, more freedom and flexibility to do films that, in a lot of ways, are more provocative and more interesting and, and would in a lot of ways never be made by studio. And I think it's telling that every year for the Academy Awards, you know, there's 10 films nominated for Best Picture. Almost every year, you know, most of those are independents and they're not studio films. Um, because that's not the studio's business. You know, they're in the oil business. They're in the pipeline business. Uh, they're not creating and, um, you know, in distributing their own content. They're distributing the content that's being created by independents. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And just wanted to also know, uh, in regards to your opinion of proof of concept uh, package uh, and packages mm-hmm. that you want to see, and how do you find them useful to seeing the new person's vision or to seeing like a person's vision that you'd want to work with? I do. I mean, ha- seeing you know what is in their mind about... Um, you know, how they're visualizing the story they want to tell is, is really an important criteria for us in evaluating whether we're going to get involved on any given film. Um, you know, filmmaking is a visual art. So, you know, it's great if it's a terrific script, but you also have to be able to see the promise of what you're going to see on screen. Very important. <laughs> so it, you also embrace then also the crowdsourcing and crowdfunding components as well? I, I do. I mean, I think for the right kind of film, it, it's um, really important, especially something where there's, you know, a big fan base, whether it's a book or, you know, uh, you know a musician or something where there's a fan base behind it and there's already built-in interest from people. I think it's really important to be able to tap into that. It frees you up, you know. Also, in there as well, regarding uh, it's like crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. Like Alexia also spoke of uh, that, as well as also um, quite a few other people in uh, over our season have uh, spoken on that subject as well. Crowdsourcing and crowdfunding, and the ever-changing platform of what's going on with that. And especially people like Mark Jacobson, who also helped us untangle a little bit of the legals of it, along with Gordon Firemark and a few others as well, to understand really more about what's going on. So, that being said, what do you guys want to see for the next season coming up? Go ahead first and I'll... Go ahead, Rick, and I'll go. Rick? Well, I'd, I'd just uh, say continue. Maybe uh, 
another version of um, <laughs> uh, continuance of a lot of these topics that's been discussed with any new findings or any change of trends, what have you, uh, be touching base with the presenters. Uh, that would really um, really be informative to, to, to me, uh, hopefully to other listeners, to warn us to stay on top of some of these topics. Uh, not exactly repeating them, but let's uh, uh, keep informed. Uh, so I, I think you're on the right track, and that's what makes this program successful. Very cool. And Kante, what do you think is uh, our next one up in the blocks for us? Well, obviously, as I said already, of course, we want to see more female guests on the show. But uh, also, you know, uh, I just want to um, focus on the future and excuse me and talk a lot about what's going on new innovations uh we talked a little bit about uh i think we talked a little bit about oculus rift and some yep. of that that kind of stuff and they because there's been a, several people that were really excited about the potential of that so i think that would be the the good place to uh to go to in next season and just have more great guests with great stories to tell i think that's the the main thing you know for sure well, I, would, I would do that yes as an actor, i just wonder if there would be a platform um uh for um uh, actors like myself uh to engage with uh other director program um programmers, um, producers, what have you, talent agents. I just wonder if there would be a platform uh, to um, more or less uh, get the word out what might be available and uh, uh, to actors like myself uh, within the uh, entertainment uh, industry, different, again, different platforms. Uh, I'm mainly interested in film and documentary uh, type uh, projects that uh, that might be uh, something to consider. Absolutely. And we can talk also. Uh, I'm also hoping to get a couple of people from SAG and AFTRA as well on here That's if we right, can yes. as well to, yes, uh, to talk good. about a little bit uh, about the unions because that's also a very shrouded uh, thing that a lot of people don't get a chance to hear about. Um, right. You know, how does one become a union member or guild member and how do they uh, how do they work versus non-guild members and how does that blend in um, one of the things that also is going to be uh, it's like that we talked about this season as well as virtual reality and ah. I'm looking forward to hearing all the progress that's going on with virtual reality because we had spoken into 2d and 3d conversions with Mike Deboing so it's like a if we got that uh, even just the tip of that iceberg can you imagine what virtual reality is going to do for the industry it's like some people are really excited about it some people are really scared about it right mm -hmm. yes uh, even with virtual uh, virtual reality you definitely I, I work as a, a voiceover uh, uh, expert you could say and so the uh, again, that's a, a a great field to be in these days with the virtual uh, all reality. The, um, uh, that type of uh, work is always uh, interesting uh, to me. <laughs> and uh, it's like it, how it's going to it's going to really be a very game changing platform. And like I said, with the, the new laws, for example, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing uh, stuff, as well mm -hmm. as also new uh, new platforms uh, that are there for distribution. It's like, uh, you know, how is it all going to be broken down then into it? Does it become a new category of something that you sell rights to? Right. Mm -hmm. Or not? So also, it's like we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, as well. Uh, please definitely contact us at Movie Time Indie, or uh, at our uh, or on our Movie Time uh, with Grace and Sonata site on Facebook. And please let us know what you would want to hear from us also about next season, and we can kind of uh, chat. And if you have questions that you want to send to the guests, that uh, we could also uh, send to them as well, and. Uh, that it's like his there are so many guests that we've had and 
like I said, I want to thank them all, all 13 of you guys, because you were incredible. It's like, a, I'm sure that there are names that we we hadn't even mentioned at this point in time, because, but every single one of you, it's like, have been absolutely incredible, and I can't thank you all enough for uh, coming aboard with us, and I look forward to the thank you in advance to all of the wonderful ones that are going to be coming up for this season, as well as all the ones from past seasons as well, because there has been also some shakeups that have happened it's in the industry that has really changed quite a few things, like breakdowns of systems and how did it work, and what we really want you to uh, to get from this show is really what is uh, what is the behind the scenes? What is it that you need to do to get that pro that next project out there and the projects you currently have out there? What is it that you need to do to get them made? What uh, what is it that people are looking for in the industry? How is the financing, how's the distribution, how's the world changing? Because even between our years of doing uh, movie time, it has changed so much, this field. Yes, that's true. Most certainly yep. true. As the modern day outlook is uh, really um, interesting, and uh, I know we all probably, as actors, look forward to, to the, um, see the new changes with and uh, well, no, this program exactly is for 2016. You know, <laughs> something to look, to look forward to. <laughs> And of course, we will blast it out for everybody of when our 2016 date will uh, happen, of course. So please watch out for your social media. And uh, also, it's like uh, this season, we will probably be adding more Blab interviews as well. So for all of you guys who loved us on Blab, <laughs> we will uh, we will see you'll get to see our face as well. And on there and Kinte, so how do people get in touch with you even during this hiatus? Um, just come over to my house. My address is not just playing. Uh, okay. No, no. Uh, Kente F at uh, at Twitter. I'm sorry, on Twitter it's Kente at Kente F. I can talk tonight. Uh, sorry about that. And you can go to, of course, Indie Radio I N D Y Radio dot org or Indie Showcase I N D Y Showcase dot org. And Rick is uh, it's like via images. Uh, please repeat, please. I didn't catch it. Uh, how would you love people to get uh, in touch with you? Well, directly, uh, I, w I don't mind at all. Um, with my phone, uh, here on my phone, I can give the area code is 573, the number is 645-4507. I would uh, take any calls, um, uh, try to screen them as they come in, hopefully positive, and uh, that'd be the best way to reach me at this point. And you can also reach me via Facebook, Twitter, as I said, at Movie Time Indie or at Sonata Grayson. And I promise by next season, I will learn how to tweet like regular people. And because uh, I am tweet challenged. And also, you can get me on LinkedIn, Bizopedia, on the website www.pastlivesproductionsinc.net, as well as also now our. Uh, on DFCN and thank you Alfredo very much also for your incredible uh, platform because you've really changed the plat the way that people can actually connect in this industry between filmmaker to distributor to financiers and everything in a very safe and wonderful environment and be able to get your projects out there yes. and also uh, it's like I cannot say enough wonderful things about DFCN and absolutely check them out uh, and snando anytime that you get a chance to and, and uh, as well as also thinking uh, as well and you can reach me as well goodness like i said on facebook on linkedin on bizipedia and if you can't find me you're not stalking me hard enough <laughs> apparently i have a three foot uh, i have a three page footprint on the internet so there's definitely one way or another that you can catch me <laughs> and thank you, Avery. 
and thank you everyone for listening and please tweet it out to your friends get uh, get excited and come and join us in for 2016 so what's your plans uh, kid day for the new year uh just you know keep working hard and and trying to shell out product and thank you iHeartRadio, and we look forward to being on again with you for 2016 as well and blab as well uh, thank you as well to uh, to them for sponsoring up and getting up our shows and stuff and also rick are you going to be enjoying 2016 oh definitely it's all uh, staying focused and going forward work 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 <laughs> mm. yeah it's all about working and make and making those movies and uh, getting them all out there and from all of us to all of you, have an amazing holiday for everyone who uh, celebrates. No matter what you celebrate, have an incredible holiday and an incredible new year. Thank you. Uh, happy holidays to you all and cheers to you. And thank you so much, Rick, for coming aboard with us again. You're welcome. I really enjoy it. Look forward to Net 2016. And Huggies, Kente. Thank you. Huggies. <laughs>